Gal that? Yeah, I don't either, okay? <clears throat> I'm out of touch too. I have an 18-year-old and she knows all that and I still don't understand half of that, okay? We're starting a new series this week and we're thinking a little bit about adulting and Generation Z is moving into adulthood and you know, being an adult is not always easy. Those of us who have been trying it for a while know that. You have all kinds of, a cha of challenges. We might define it something like this. We have a definition here. The practice of behaving in a way characteristic of a responsible adult, especially the accomplishment of mundane but necessary tasks. Being an adult involves a lot of mundane but necessary tasks, doesn't it? Every day, we gotta budget, we gotta go to work, we gotta maintain the car, keep the house, raise the kids, all of that stuff. And you know, as we move into adulthood, man, the things that some of us take for granted are a real challenge. And so we're gonna think a little bit about that over the next few weeks. And it's sort of strange, we plan to use that video several weeks ago and it turns out they're going to use several videos from this same guy during CIY mix. I guess it's all part of the same deal. So it just came together on the same Sunday. But you know as we think about Generation Z moving into adulthood, even those of us who have been doing this for a while sometimes struggle with the concepts of being an adult. And we're going to take a few of those words that he mentioned and some others and think through what it does mean to be an adult. This is sort of like the challenge. We've got a cartoon I wanted to show you that I think speaks to growing into adulthood, right? By day, you're professional at night, you know, it's Cocoa Puffs and cartoons, right? So it's that transition time. But hopefully some of us who are maybe past the transition can learn from some of the things that we talk about over the next few weeks. One of the things that's difficult about being an adult is work, right? You, you got to get a job. You got to go to work. You got to be a responsible adult when you're at work and be productive and accomplish something. And sometimes that can be a real challenge. And our expectations of work have changed in the past few decades, right? There was a time when we went finished high school or finished college and we were prepared for a job. We got a job and we sort of expected I'm going to work this job for X number of years, right? and then I'm gonna retire and be done. And that's the way everybody sort of did. Maybe somewhere along the way you might change jobs one time, but you worked for a company for a really long time. That is not expected anymore. That's not the way it works. You go to college, you hope you can get a job, maybe you will, maybe you won't, but you're probably gonna have more than one company or maybe you're gonna start your own business and you're gonna work for more than one company along the way. In fact, you might have multiple careers along the way. It's expected you might have to retool somewhere mid-career because things change so rapidly and you're gonna have a different career the last 20 years that you work or the last 10 years that you work. And somewhere along the way, to make ends meet, you might have a side hustle, right? a side job, or something you sort of do on your own to make a little bit of extra money because the main job may not make everything come together. And so Generation Z and maybe some of the other generations that surround them are, are not expecting to work for one company for their whole career. They're expecting to have multiple careers and side hustles along with that to make things work together because they're thinking, how am I going to do this? 
I come out of college with these tens of thousand dollars of student loans. I want to buy a house somewhere along the line. I'd like to have a decent car to drive. I'm hoping to get married and then we want to have kids. How am I going to make enough money to make this happen? And that's a real concern in adulthood. And that's a concern for lots of people, whether they're young adults or whether they've been at it for a while. So how do we understand this? What do we do with this? You know, I can remember when, when Leanne, Leanne and I got married relatively young. We were 19. We went on our honeymoon. We got back from our honeymoon. We were moving into student housing where Leanne was going to school, so it was not expensive. But I just sort of realized all of a sudden when we got back, we don't have any money. <laughs> I mean, like we, had enough, we weren't going to starve or anything, but it just sort of hit me, you know, we... We really don't have much, and this is not going to be so easy. And maybe you, somewhere along the way, had that same realization that I thought this was going to be a lot easier than it is. And sometimes it is a challenge. So what does Scripture have to say about this? What does Scripture have to say about this practical matter of having a job? and having to do work, and doing it in the right way. I want us to look at a couple passages today. The first one's found in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. And Paul speaks directly to an understanding of work. He says this, For even when we were with you, we gave you this rule. The one who is unwilling to work shall not eat. Now that seems harsh, but you know what? That's pretty well the way life works, right? I mean, you, you got to go to work to make money to provide for yourself and for your family. That's just a general rule of how life works. Okay? And Paul followed that. We know in the New Testament, if you read through the story of Paul, what you find is that he, he made tents. He made, and that was popular in the ancient world because tents were made from materials that were readily available and they were portable, so it made it easy to use. So tents were very popular and he made tents. In fact, we know that there are other Christians in the ancient world. Paul partnered with them and they sort of developed a business. He did this sort of as a side hustle along with ministry to provide for himself. So he knew what it meant to work and to work hard. And this is just the way life is. Now, we all know people who, you know, they sort of came into money, like their parents gave them a lot of money, and they never really experienced this. So there's those few, there's a few people over here who may also abuse some kind of system, and so they don't work like they should. But for the vast majority of people, if you want to eat, if you want to live indoors, if you want to drive a car, you've got to work. Now, maybe you know some people at times, too, who really just don't like that. Okay? I've been around people in my life that they just really didn't want to work. And they really didn't want their spouse to work. They just wanted to sort of hang out. Life doesn't work that way. We've got to work. God gave us, it's a God-given ability, right? The ability to do work. And with that God-given ability, we have the opportunity to supply our needs and to supply the needs of our family. It's just part of what it means to be an adult. Now, that speaks to, okay, the need for work. We've got to work, but we also need to think about our approach to work. And to get at that, I'd like to turn to another passage. We're going to get there in just a minute. It's in 1 Corinthians 10. But what Paul's talking about there is he's dealing with legalism in the church. 
Okay? He, he's dealing with, can you eat this? Can you not eat this? And there were all these opinions, and he's addressing that. And then as he comes to the end of that section, Paul gives one of the most general commands that we find in his writings, but it speaks to, to work along with a lot of life. And so 1 Corinthians chapter 10, or is it cha oh, chapter 13, verse 10. Am I getting it right? 1031. There we go. Sorry. I'm getting my numbers all backwards. So whether you eat or drink... Whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Now, that could apply to relationships. That could apply to the way that we handle our money. It could apply to the way that we relate to our coworkers. But it certainly applies to the way that we work. Do it all for the glory of God. What Paul's getting at is this. Listen, God has blessed you so tremendously. God gave you life itself. The reason you're here today is because God gave you life. God has blessed you with stuff. He's blessed you with relationships. And above all else, he's blessed you with a relationship with him. He has offered his son on a cross for your sins so that you can spend eternity with him. That's why we are worshiping this morning. And Paul's point there is, in fact, if we look through all of his writings, we see this over and over, we respond to this incredible gift that God has given freely, not by trying to earn it, not by trying to do enough to make this right, but just saying, God, we are so blessed that you have done all of this for you, and you deserve everything we've got. You deserve my time. You deserve my ability God, I've got to give you everything, including how I do my work. Because you've blessed me in such an amazing way, I want to do everything in a way that brings God glory, including the way that I work. Now, you know, it may be that you love your job and, and man, you go there and you're excited to do that work because it's a blessing. And it might be that you don't. That's not really the issue here. The issue is, I'm going to do this work in a way that brings glory to God. We might say it this way, work like you're working for God. Work like you're working for God. Now that applies if you're going to work and getting paid, and that applies if you're volunteering to do something. Okay? It's still all for God's glory. It speaks to how we understand when we go to work, how it's done. It also speaks to our trust level. That God has given us this ability, that God has placed us in a specific location, and God provides through that work. And the trust is sort of hard. We don't always want to trust God. We want to do it our way. And yet, if we're working like we're working for God, it involves trust, and it involves doing our work in a way that would bring glory to God. God provides. Now, let's think about three words that would describe us if we are working like we're working for God. The first word is this, honesty. Okay? If I am doing my work in a way that would bring glory to God, there's no way that I could do it dishonestly, is it? Now, when we say honesty, the first thing that comes to mind is I'm going to tell the truth. That's part of it, right? Whatever work you're doing, you're going to tell the truth, whether it's to customers, whether it's to your boss, whether it's to coworkers. I'm going to be honest with them. Sometimes work does not encourage that. Years ago, when I was working in the finance industry, 
You know, we laid everything out in black and white. Everything was in a contract. It was right there. But there was a lot of black and white, okay? A lot of really small black and white. And it wasn't that we somehow fooled anyone, but most people don't read the black and white, do they? A few people do. Most people don't. And there was a lot of hidden fees, a lot of ways for that company to make money that people never noticed because they didn't read it. We didn't hide it, but we didn't call attention to it either. Honesty says, we're going to be upfront. We're going to be open about everything there is to know. We don't just tell people what they want to hear in order to make a sale. We tell them what they need to hear. Honesty. Second word is quality. If we're working for God, we're going to give our very best. If we're doing this for the God who offered us salvation, if we're doing this for the God who offers us eternal life, if we're doing this for the God who gives us the very ability to do the work, then we can't give our second best. Sometimes we want to, right? Especially if we're talking about like a side job that's just there to sort of make ends meet or give us a little extra. That's not where we want to put our energy. And yet, if we're doing it for God, we've got to do our very best. Sometimes we don't feel like doing our very best. Sometimes we're tired. Sometimes we're bored. Sometimes we'd like to be somewhere else. And yet, if we're working like we're working for God, then quality matters. How we do the work matters. Whether we're doing it as well as we possibly can or just getting by, the quality matters. Third word, quantity. Quantity of work. It's easy to work hard when the boss is watching, right? When somebody's got their eyes on us, we put the work in. When they don't, maybe we don't do quite as much work. We might be present, but we're just not doing a lot. You know, there's a local business that I'm familiar with that won't be named, but I sort of have an idea of when they close, and I sort of watch. And it used to be that they would stay open, and they would not ever close the door until the time for them to close the door. And in fact, if they were customers in the, in the uh, business, then they would sort of allow them to finish up. It was, you know, not forever, but they were reasonable. Well, I've noticed in the past year or so, about five minutes till closing time, the lights are out, the door is locked. If you want to get in, you got to knock, and they may not be too excited to let you in, okay? And they're sort of ushering everyone out so that when closing time comes, they can walk out the door. Well, it's because nobody's there watching, right? It's a quantity of work. Are we putting in the time that we're getting paid for? If we're doing it for God, then we're going to give what we said we would give. And we're going to give what we're getting paid for. Because that's what we would do as Christians for God. Work like you're working 
for God. You know, in a reasonable career, we could easily spend 90,000 hours working. That's a lot of time. If you had a little part-time job or worked past what we might call normal retirement age, you could put in 100,000 hours of your life working. Now the question is, how are you going to use that time? How are you going to spend that time? Is it just going to be to get an income? Is it just going to be to make money? Or is it going to be to accomplish something? Is it going to communicate something about the God that you serve? Is it going to communicate something about how you feel about yourself and the people you're working with? Well, you know, it is going to do all those things. The question is, is it going to communicate all those things in the right way? Are you going to use your life of work in a way that shows you're doing it for God? That's the question. Whether you're working, maybe past work and volunteering, still for God. Work like you're working for God. Let's pray together. God, we're thankful for the work you've given us to do. Thankful for the way that it provides for us and for our families. We're thankful for the way that it allows us to give back to you and to give to other organizations that are doing good work, even around the world. And God, we pray that you'll help us when we go to work to do it like we're working for you because we know in the end we are. Pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.